black man in No, I mean that's sounds I, right. I, no, I reversed it. Can we get a little of that though? I mean, I, I just <laughs> like how you you like you know you you mumbled an impression of this song and you asked Brad, "Hey, can we get that song?" What if you had asked Brad, like, "Hey, could we get like uh, Backstreet Boys to follow my Black Betty impression?" Oh well, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just I, you know, it's almost like you didn't even have to ask. Backstreet's back, all right. Now we're just doubling and the work for Brad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a line of a song. I know it is. I, I I remember. I was there. I lived through it. Oh. We all lived through it, except maybe Sam. Sam, what were you were you born like? Twenty seventeen. Ninety four. My first cassette tape was Backstreet Boys Greatest Hits. Oh, well, then he knows about that line. We've all learned something here today. Sexual, yeah. Is that your favorite song, Sam? Yes, I love how they all back them up. They back him up. Hype him up. Or, am I sexual? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you are. That's the, and that's the little one with the heart problem. That's just bros being bros. <laughs> Very supportive group. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to back up your bro. Um, this is the Backstreet cast. We talk about the Backstreet Boys. We break and down the lyrics. Sing Black Betty, which is not a Backstreet Boys song. We, we break down the Backstreet Boy lyrics um, line by line and really examine them for all of their importance. Who is the artist who did Black Betty? What is that song? Ram Jam. What? I'm pretty sure. Am I wrong, Brad? It's a, I think it's a band called Ram Jam. I don't know, but I don't recognize that name. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. All one word. <laughs> no, two words. Okay. Uh, I'm just. I'm. I said yeah. that so yeah, confidently. Just got confirmation from Sam. Ram Jam. Ram Jam. Ram it up your ass, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Ram that jam. I, okay. I Ram guess that so. jam right up your ass. I guess I'll have to. Well, anyway, uh, I'm Corey Kraft. Who are you? I'm Rachel Morgan. What's up, Ding Dongs? It's the Side Talks podcast, and we're going to talk about some movies. Movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Oh, man, I watched a film, and I didn't like it. Uh-oh. <laughs> five-minute fight time. Yeah. You watched yeah. the movie and you didn't like uh, it. Folks, you, you heard it, it here first. And I mean, shocker, Corey did. Corey watched oh, the movie okay. and he liked it. Now, Can sure. you start the timer, Brad? Because I'm already fucking bored. You're coming at me with that kind of energy already. I know. When I know. you know damn well that the Slack message that I sent back in response to you saying you wanted to do this movie was, yeah, I thought that movie was okay, but I'll take the positive Quit on it. burning time. All right. I'm burning time because the movie in question is a, a little indie movie that apparently really, really could to Leslie yeah. starring Academy Award nominee Andrea Riseborough, who you may recognize as Mandy from the movie Mandy, which gives her a lifetime pass for me. But yeah, apparently, yeah. you know, again, this is not a movie that I am super hot on, but I thought it was pretty good. You didn't like to Leslie. Why didn't you like no, to Leslie? No, I didn't. And I, lo- I love her and Mandy. I love her look. I love her aesthetic. I love her performance. Everything about her and Mandy is wonderful. Um you know, I'm not. My complaint isn't about that. Film. We can my just pretend her Oscar nomination is for Mandy. I would love that. Would be super weird, and I would love it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, no, I mean this film out the gate. I have a problem with it out the gate because it it opens with a scene that is supposed news footage from right. a, from a lottery win, and it's not very convincing. It's really terrible. And I I thought, what the hell went wrong here? That first of all, I don't think you need that scene. I think you can actually just cut that scene right out, and it's so poorly done. I mean, it's like seriously, it's like. Ooh, if my 
students had submitted that, I wouldn't have been surprised. You know, mm. it's wow. that level, and the performance is bad in that section too. It's not convincing. So you're all. It just sets a tone that's real, real bad, in my opinion. I think that opening scene is clunky too, but the movie won me back pretty quickly. It didn't win me back, and as a matter of fact, it's a little just like watching somebody kick a puppy. Mm. This is a film to me that's just like okay. We got a drunk person. Now go win an Academy Award. Uh, I mean, except for the fact that it is, you know, a very, very low budget movie, an indie film through and through, premiered at South by Southwest, was not made, in other words, for Academy Awards consideration, at least in the conventional sense. No, but it feels like a one-hander in a way that sure. that, that is like, oh my God, we're going to give you an opportunity to really act right yeah, now. Yeah, it is You're a showcase for Andrea Riseborough, and she gets movies like this from time to time that don't really go anywhere. She's most known for sort of like the supporting roles in bigger movies like Birdman or something like that. Um, I, I think she's good in this movie. She's fine. the The role is a little familiar. Like if I'm if I'm going to critique to Leslie, it's that yes. I've seen this movie before. Well, yeah. And so, who are what side are you arguing here? I agree with you. It feels. I just think it's a well done version of it. I I agree that it's not new in the in in a sense, but I I think it's it's got some really nice touches, um, mostly from the. From the performers, like I could take or leave the screenplay. I could take or leave the direction. I think Andrea Riseborough is good. I think Mark Maron's really good in this. He's fine. Everybody's kind of fine in it. And to your point, which supports my point, this film's been made a million times. It really does feel like look at the the person with addiction issues and let's let's work. Let's just sort of watch somebody wander through the world with these heavy, heavy addiction issues. Right. And and not only has it been done before, but it's been done before at this level. Right. It's not one of those films that okay, well, we've never really had a big budget version we've, of this. We've or had we've had a lot. We've of had indies. every sort of version of this. Movie. Every sort of version of this film, and certainly in this at this production budget level. Level, we've had a lot of these suckers. Well, I'd agree they usually that... feature like what's what's her name that's in Treme. Oh, Melissa Leo. Like Melissa, yeah, this, for is, sure. this is like a perfect role for Melissa Leo. She should have shown up in the Alice and Janney role, and she probably yes. would have like five years ago. Right, exactly. This is this is that film. You've seen it, and if you do, if you haven't seen it, we'll just go ahead and close your eyes for a minute and picture a drunk person being a drunk person and being kind of a low life loser, and her and to the to her family members, and we're going to feel bad for her, but we're also going to feel bad for everybody around her. And again, you know, now picture a puppy, and we're kicking it. I hear you. And I agree that that holds this movie back from greatness. But I mean, it doesn't hold it back from goodness. It's fine. It's pretty good. And is there not room for just a, another good version of this no. sort of movie out there? There's not. I just don't. I, I disagree. Why? why? I mean, it had some budget. It's gotten nominated for an Academy Award. It's, it, it obviously has some political well, clout. In, yeah, I mean that's a whole story, right? It's a whole like, other story, a, that's but a whole it does. Story. I mean, that's the thing is, it's not just it's not just like you landed on it when you were scrolling through a film. It's to not. Watch a, on it's a not plane. A, like a deep indie. This Andrea Riseborough right. has made like Tom Cruise movies before. She's you know she's an established actress, right. even if she does. So why make a lot this film? I just don't. There's so many other like this is this isn't even good on paper. This is not a great script, mm. and it certainly doesn't translate to a good film. So I'm just trying. I'm just. I'm just saying. What's the point? We've the film, as you've said, we've seen it before. It's been made before. It, the it performance isn't these, that much of a powerhouse. I, I, yeah, I. It would not make my ballot the performance, but I, I see the merit in it. 
enough for a modestly scaled little movie like this to exist. Yeah, this feels like a lukewarm argument, and it's for a lukewarm argument for a lukewarm film. I could have just skipped this and done without this in my life, in my life. Sam? Well, at least you didn't see Ana de Armas in Blonde. Have you seen Blonde? I haven't seen it yet, but it came with such high... Don't say yet. (laughs) Don't say yet. Uh, You could forego the yet. Yeah. Just imagine it. It, uh, I probably or, like, will like it better than this. I'll say, th- oh, if you did, that would be worth a five-minute fight. All right, well, I'll take a look. Because take a look. I think, it, I mean, it's it's the sort of movie, and I'm considerably, I think we would both agree, less sensitive to things that this movie depicts than you are. Well, it made me angry. And if it made me angry, I really want to okay. see what it does okay. to you. Hey, Sam. So to Leslie? Just yeah, to um, Leslie. <laughs> Um, this is intimidating having to referee people in the same room. Yeah, Normally, so I um, can actually throw a chair yeah, at Sam in here. I'm at risk oh, of, like you would have that much passion about this film. <laughs> I'm at <laughs> risk I, I of could. being slapped here. I could. Um, no, um, bef- before y'all even started talking, the first thing I thought was we don't need another addiction drama. Um, <laughs> and the whole kind of Oscar nomination drama around it really sours it, almost like the Streisand effect. Um and Mark Maron's good, but that kind of sounds like that's it for it. Maybe Andrea Riseborough and um, average. She's she's yeah. very she's good. She's, she's very good. She's she, fine. She's fine. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Rachel wins by like five hundred thousand points here. Um, yes. and is also nominated for best actress Congrats. for her yes. performance in the two Leslie five minute. You're fight. gonna lose though. I am because you're gonna either lose to Kate Blanchett, who's one of our finest living actresses, or Michelle Yeoh because it's her time. Damn it. I would be happy to lose to either one of them. Yeah, well, they're pretty cool. And so, I hope, will this actor. (laughs) Man, this hasn't been here in a minute. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked when you announced that this segment was Pick a City and that I'm going to actually return uh, to my... Uh, the game that we play on this podcast that I think it's safe to say I have the spottiest record on. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah, I, I, this I'm, one's tough for you for some reason. This one is tough for me. But And that's the little sound of rustling paper that you keep hearing. That's, that's right. That's the cities written on pieces of paper. Foley work, And I, I will say, because, we've, we, because we haven't done it in a while, I thought, let me give you a little bit of a break. Okay. I'm going to make this easier for you than normal. So these are four... Fairly well-known cities. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm switching them around. Do you have a preference? I don't. Which one? One, two, three, or four? Whichever one's not the whammy. Give me three. Three. Give me three. Three is... Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> so you got a really easy one because, as you may or may not know, this podcast is being recorded right in the well, right, really in the heart of Homewood, but uh, not terribly. That's still Birmingham, right? Still under the sun. The Birmingham uh, metro. That's area. right. So what? And you live right downtown Birmingham, like I, I do. do. So what is the first film? The first film that comes to mind when you hear the word Birmingham. I mean, weirdly, it's not a movie that I've actually even seen. Um, Stay Hungry, the Bob Rafelson movie that that shot downtown with Jeff Bridges and a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm shocked that you haven't seen this I haven't. It's on my watch list along with so many other things. It's it's been on my watch list forever. I really should get around to it. But I've never actually seen it. And I know that Sidewalk has programmed it throughout the years. We have programmed it. And as a matter of fact, we programmed it, I believe, at the Lyric Theater where this film... Is the, a very famous shot from this film where people are standing on what I think little fire escapes on uh-huh. the side of the building is on the side of a lyric theater. Oh, 
Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, pretty cool. But I think that's probably the first one that comes to mind for me as well. I mean, the list, let's face it, the list is not terribly long or terribly well known, but that's probably the best known of all of them. I mean, we have some folks who obviously have done really well that have come from Birmingham, a long list of those. Yeah. Um, including, was it the director of uh, Saturday of uh, Saturday Night Fever? Saturday Fever uh, yeah. John Batham. Yeah. Um, the other one that came to mind, uh, though it is more of a Birmingham metro area movie for sure, it doesn't really take place in the city proper, is another film by a Birmingham native, in fact. Uh, Best Director nominee Daniel Scheinert's The Death of Dick Long, yeah. which we definitely programmed at really, Sidewalk really at the mostly, Cinema and the Festival. Mostly in Bessemer, Alabama, though. That's right, yeah. So, so. not quite Birmingham proper, but the but loosely the Birmingham General metro area. area. Let's right. let's say that. And that's a movie I, I think we disagree on, but a movie that I'm a big fan of. Yeah, I um, hear you. And um and good good luck as as of the time of this recording, uh, to to Scheinert and his uh, partner Dan Kwan, because they're up to win a bunch of Oscars uh, in about a week and a half for everything, everywhere, all at once. And if they do win, it probably won't feel quite as good as the one you just had and pick a city. It feels really so same level. good. Same I'd like level. to thank the Academy as well for this <laughs> honor because um, I can't believe I picked Birmingham. Man, that was an easy one, but you got it. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast. We're your own personal cinematic. And if I've done this one before, stop me. Jamocha Shake and Frosty. I don't think you have. I don't think so either. I don't think now, so either. Now, this one's actually tough. You like both. I have, at various points in my life, liked both. I don't think that I have had either of these in 15 years. Are Jamocha Shakes still out there? I don't know. I would assume that Arby's is still rocking there, right? I would think so, but I know that the now I know the frosty is still out there. It hasn't been that long ago since I've had a frosty, yeah. uh, because they did the we, they had a, a vanilla frosty, and I thought, well, I'll try it. That it, seems you don't sacrilegious. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't mm. do it. Now, they also had I think it uh, it was like a strawberry or something. No, was I another, don't like that at all. No, you got to go OG with the frosty. Yeah, and come I, on. Just that's a little piece of advice we'll give you today. Go OG with the frosty if you're going to do frosty. So which are you picking though? I guess I'll go with the Jamocha Shake. I don't have strong feelings about these other than just like. You know, pleasant memories. I, I'm not. I guess I shouldn't say that as if I'm like dead and will never potentially have one of these again. But I, I haven't had one in a long time, um, and I see no reason to break that streak at least at this moment. But but I have fond memories, so I'll go with the Jamoka Shake. What do you think the pinnacle of the Jamoka Shake was? Like it, it hit a peak at some point, right? What, what year yeah. would have that been? Like 2002? Oh no, b- before that. Okay. I, th- I think like when. You know, upscale coffee swept the nation in the nineties. That's when it was. I think gotcha. I think that's when Jamocha shakes hit, hit, like, its, hit, hit hard. Because like all of a sudden we've got Starbucks doing you know upscale coffee on every street corner in America, and you know we're we're incorporating coffee gotcha. very bravely into all manners of cuisine. It jumped the little shark right then. Yeah. Well, I will tell you one way to never ever again enjoy a frosty. Uh-oh. And that is to order one, eat maybe half of it, and then let it sit. <laughs> where? And look at it the next day. No, don't do that. It doesn't matter where. No, 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 no. It it does some weird stuff, Corey. It does some weird stuff. Now, I mean this question with all due respect. Are you one of those maniacs who dips French fries into Frosties? No, but I would. 
I would. I think that actually sounds Brad delicious. Is nodding. It's so good. Okay, so I no, would imagine. No, and that's salty the thing. and sweet, dude. No, gross. I don't. I, and you know what else you can do is another little hack. You can another fry trick at Wendy's is to get the chili sauce. They make little chili sauce packets, like oh. sauce to put on their little their little chili. Oh, and if you dip your French fry in that, it's good. But I'm not mad at Brad for this. I'm really not. I, I let me tell you something. Part of the reason why most people don't know or aren't scared to eat a frosty because you know they've left half of it somewhere and looked at it a day later is because who's leaving <laughs> half a frosty? That's true. You're dipping those fries or you're eating it up. It's you are delicious. not dipping those fries if you're me and I think Sam who had a visceral reaction. Sam, to this. are you not a fry dipper? No. <laughs> I'm I'm with you, Sam. Um, this this all this all tracks. I think I think this tracks that Sam and I would be on one side of this issue, and you and Brad would be on Corey, the other. There's a reason why you know about this. It's not like you said. Have you ever dipped a fry in a Jamocha shake? Nobody wants to do that shit. But there is <laughs> there is some some deliciousness to dipping a fry in a frosty. There I'll, is. I'll just go on never knowing. Okay. How about that? Okay. The only okay. thing I'll be dipping a French fry in, my friends, is ketchup. Tomato oh, wow. ketchup. So basic. That. You're such a basic bitch. <laughs> oh, thanks to Boutwell Studios. Oh, what do we say next? Uh, social media, Sidewalk Film, uh, or www.sidewalkfest.com. Or, I don't know why I said www. <laughs> you got to get that in there. Or podcast at sidewalkfest.com and let us know, do you dip a fry in a Frosty? I got to go. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.